BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. So exciting, Claude. I know you're looking forward to a day of humping. How are you doing? Um, I totally forgot it was hump day. This truly changes everything. That's what I love about the morning toast is that you're never going to finish an episode and not know what day it is. Yeah. No, that's what you can expect here at TMT just always letting you know what day of the week it is I feel like it's a really good positive Wednesday so far this week has been really kind to us I feel what do you think yeah I mean things were a little chaotic this morning just woke up my computer doesn't turn on but that's what I love about being at Brian's he's a media mogul entrepreneur he had a spare computer a spare ring light like I think my actual video now is going to be the best it's ever been because Brian literally opened this computer out of the box like it was brand new he's like yeah here take it the feeling of getting a new computer, I personally hadn't experienced it in about five years, and I'm a brand new person. It's like my my mental hard drive is clean, my retina display is on point. I'm just, I'm really feeling this, and it's really making working so much more fun, because I'm like, oh, I have to work, but I can pick up my new computer to do it. You know what? You're right. Your retina display, like, is on fleek. Yeah. No, that's what they say to me. That's what they've been saying. That's what they're saying about me, like, in the streets. Oh, that's the feedback? Yeah, they're like Ooh. retina on point. So that's all you can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I hope everyone had a great Tuesday. Our show was like so chaotic, so long. Oh Today's going to be just as long, hopefully not as chaotic. We do have Dear Toasters today, which we did postpone from yesterday, just to remind you guys. And to remind you guys about our new segment, I haven't actually checked the email, so I don't know if we got a lot of submissions because I'm like the worst podcaster on the planet. But if you haven't, unburdened yourself yet head over to unburden yourselves at gmail.com and unburden us with some of your most embarrassing things so that we can help you help us yeah whatever's weighing on you let it off your chest and we will be here to support you we don't judge really sometimes we do but most of the time we try a little a little bit but it just depends it depends if it was like a hit and run two times remember that Sorry. Yeah, I do. Um, also, so yesterday, I, I'm so caught up. I've never been, like, so caught up on my TV, ever. Like, I finished Summer House. So good. We're finally getting into, like, the Paige and Craig of it all. I finished um, Drag Race. I watched New Jersey last night, obviously, which we'll discuss in the TV recap, the season premiere. The premiere episode that you and I were edited out of. Oh, my God. We were texting about a million things last night. So I, I when I finally saw that the fact that, like, Margaret's pride party just was edited as a footnote in time I was about to tell you and be like pride question mark but I we were just talking about a million things I didn't have a chance to okay but there was so much footage like in the this season coming this season and it's from that party but I guess we're just you know edited out not relevant no well we knew that we knew that what's interesting we knew that 
<laughs> What's interesting is that the promo photo they've been using for the new season, which features like, I think it's Melissa, Jackie, and Teresa, is from Margaret's Pride Party. Brian Kelly and Pasta Fazul are in the background of that photo. I am there too, but I am too short to be seen. I'm right behind Teresa Judice. So they're using that promo pic, though they're not actually showing the event in which the pic was taken. Therefore, false advertising, we should sue, like those people who are suing Anna Armas. Oh my god, that's a really good point. That happens all the time with Bravo. They like give us a scene in a preview and then it never comes to fruition. Let's see how the Anist Arma stands um, do with their suit and then maybe we'll follow suit. Right, maybe they'll set some legal precedent for us. Yeah, but it was fun to see the gang back together. I mean, New Jersey, it's always fun when a new franchise premieres and you just like remember how much you love everyone. But I feel that way, especially with New Jersey, because of my love, my undying love for Margaret Josephs. And it's just like every time that there's a new season. And I also feel that way like about Melissa and Joe. And I, I just... Me too. It was a pleasure to see them back on my screen. I didn't realize how much I needed them and how much I missed them. My theory is that I think a lot of crazy shit happens in the second half of their filming schedule. And so stuff from the beginning just got cut out. That's what I think. Okay, that's fair. I mean, get to cut to the chase. And you know what? If we I wasn't in the mood to like watch a whole evening and like knowing I wasn't going to be in any footage because I'm too short and I'm too shy and I didn't do anything interesting with myself. Yeah, no, I like how we're talking about like this party as if we were even remotely relevant when you know we sat in the corner eating tacos like we did nothing yeah exactly and that was like the first week that I knew I was pregnant so I really wasn't like doing anything interesting just like trying to stand totally and and not tell people you know (laughs) yeah 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 and now look how far we've come okay I guess that actually shows that this season was filmed this last night's episode was nine months ago because I was trying to figure out when yeah no I was trying to figure out like when it was from it was nice to see just like fun summer vibes feels like a yes different i was actually lifetime. thinking ter- teresa's party like looked really fun <laughs> it, it like the the setting like looked I, fun but the yes like having the, a pool party to go to with lots of food and drink like that sounds fun right now yeah but the mood was just off off agreed Okay. And you know what I found to be uh, – I mean, I don't want to yeah, we'll, spoil we'll the recap, recap but I just want to say Frank okay. Catania having a girlfriend is shocking to me. I don't know why. It's hurtful. It's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. And if it is, then this woman must be an incredible woman. I would have liked to meet her. And she should be on the show because she must be a so – stand up. She must be so utterly fantastic to have wooed a man like Frank. A stand-up gal. Yeah. I totally agree. That was um, just a curveball. We will preserve the rest of our thoughts for the TV recap segment, obviously, because before that, we've got Dear Toasters, we've got Fast Five, and honestly, I just think we have so much on our docket. I don't really have much to update everyone on. Like, I think we should just dive in. We should dive in. Plus, I have another doctor's appointment today, so I'm running a tight schedule. Plus, we're recording the Redheads today. Make sure you submit your questions for the Redheads to the Redheads Book Club at gmail.com. Even if it's not a question, I would like to know your thoughts on the book if you have some interesting thoughts. So, hit us up. We're going to How be, was How was my doctor's appointment yesterday? Yes. It was good. You know, it's crazy they have this new technology when you get a sonogram that you can see uh, 3D where they like sort of make it look like uh, an image, not just the black and white footage. And I've uh, gotten mm-hmm. to use it a few times over the past few months when I've gone to the doctor, but like baby's always hiding and it's not like as so premium sometimes. But yesterday I got some really cool footage and yeah, that 
that made it all worthwhile. But it was just a chaotic morning for me yesterday. Like everything that could go wrong did. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it's all very exciting. So uh, I guess without further ado, so I can make it on time to this doctor's yes, appointment. Yes, we, I- we respect your medical prior, um, prioritization. Yeah, because I, w- I was late yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they called me when I was on my way, which is like, I get so much anxiety when I'm late. And I don't fucking leave the house. So like the one time in two weeks that I'm leaving the house and I'm not even on time, I just... There's, there's no, no excuse. excuse. No, Jinx. none. None. So now, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kids, delivered straight to your door. Little Spoon makes everything fresh and uses absolutely nothing artificial. It's just like homemade, and it's all delivered to your door and ready in seconds. Pop your meals in the fridge or freezer and use them when you're ready. It's literally that easy. I just think conceptually, Little Spoon is a great concept for a brand because, of course, when you have a baby, you have tons of different like dietary needs, and you have to shop at a million different places. But Little Spoon makes it easy because they're taking care of all the kids in your family, not just the babies. They've got the toddlers. They've got the teenagers. All of their recipes taste amazing, and their nutritional balanced and free of junk so you're helping to set your little ones up for a lifetime of health i've tried a lot of their foods um i know you have a lot of the baby foods but i have a lot of the big kid food and it's really good like really delicious so easy to make you know i'm not i'm no rachel ray and it's it's something i can handle so i think that that means most people can handle it as well no it's it's a brilliant Um, idea and i'm so glad that the execution is so on point the best part is that the price is right with kids' meal just under $5 and baby food and smoothie snacks under $3. It's trying to make just Little Spoon a little easy. Start the new year with Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order with code TOAST at checkout. The, the code is TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, at checkout to get 50% off your first Little Spoon order, which is pretty substantial in my opinion and a deal you're just not going to want to miss out on. Great. We love Little Spoon. It is Camper tested, counselor approved. Today's episode is also brought to you by Honey. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping online, as most of us do on a daily basis. When you go to check out, the Honey button will drop down and all you have to do is press apply coupons. Wait a few seconds. Honey will search for coupons and find the best one and apply it to your cart. And you just like literally watch your total checkout balance go down. It's magical. There's no reason not to do it. Honey is so easy to use. It's free to download. And it just saves you money. Like I just don't understand why anyone would hear this and say oh no I don't want that because why wouldn't you I've saved on and by the way like the they work on so many brands like I've saved on makeup on food on like electronics there's nothing honey can't save you money on so if you don't already have it you are straight up missing out and by getting it you're just going to do yourself a favor um when you go to uh joinhoney.com slash toast so if you want to download it for free it's a browser extension go to joinhoney.com slash toast joinhoney.com slash toast. I just don't think you'll regret it. I really don't. Oh, no. I don't know how you could. It's saving you money with Honey. It's such a wonderful extension. Yes, Honey. 
Okay, let's get into the stories. We have a lot to talk about today. The first story, which is a follow-up from yesterday, Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from The View following the Holocaust comments that she made, saying it was not about race. ABC News President Kim Godwin tweeted, Effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. This is surprising. To be honest, like... Yeah, but I don't know. I think this like sucks. Like I think I don't think this was the right decision. I don't think it was the right decision either. Yeah, I saw it. It just like doesn't feel right. It doesn't again. Like if is how is this productive whatsoever? I guess we won't be getting our our Holocaust education week at the View. No, it's not productive. And like I think even though this statement from Kim feels very stern, like we are taking a stance, goodbye. I actually think for Whoopi and like to minimize the scandal, this is like the best outcome for her. She gets two weeks off. Like when she comes back, you know, the world moves so fast. No one will have remembered this. Like we'll all just move on. And there's really no um, teachable moment. Like I know I watched her on Colbert and then I watched her intro to yesterday's episode and I just wasn't feeling warm and fuzzy about it. not that she said anything wrong. It was just like a vibe. Like I just, I personally didn't find it to be like the most sincere thing that was ever said on the planet. So I don't know. It just feels like she did the bare minimum and now she gets two weeks off and she'll come back and we all forget about it where I don't. And and honestly, I don't believe in cancel culture. Like I don't believe in somebody saying something wrong. And instead of, you know, talking about it, doing Holocaust education day on the view, we're just going to shut her down make her stay in her house for two weeks. I just don't think it's productive, and I don't think that it really teaches a lesson here, to be honest. Yeah, I think it'll be two weeks to flatten the curve, though, for sure. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think this is the wrong move, like, 100%. I think this, like, kind of sucks. Like, it's it's not even like they're making a statement, like, we're firing Whoopi. No, they're not doing, like, really anything except no. kind of letting her off the hook, Let let it diffuse, let her, you know get her bearings and then come back. So not only are they not really making a statement, they're also not helping the situation. Like there is a problem in our country about like Holocaust education. So just shutting the conversation down for two weeks really doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help Whoopi. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help the Jewish community. It doesn't help the view audience. I think this could have been handled better. And I don't believe in like shutting people down. I believe in guiding them through the process. I could not agree with you more. I think you have said everything that I'm thinking, and I really have nothing further to add. This, to me, is just Oh, my God. Am I a genius? Yeah, no. I have no further comment, really. Yeah, like, and I don't know. I just, when I heard it, I was actually surprised, first of all. I'm like, oh, my God, like. I don't know because I think as a I think a lot of Jews can relate to like you feel like sometimes like people don't really acknowledge anti-Semitism. So to, to see this conversation being had like I actually am really relieved because it's like the Jews biggest nightmare for people to like forget about the Holocaust or minimize the Holocaust. So for us it was a really big deal what she said. And I don't know I just feel like we really could have used this as like a very public teachable moment for Holocaust education. And not only we're we not getting that we're getting like the opposite. Yeah I totally completely agree. And I did watch Colbert when she's like, stop writing me. And it was rude. Like it was, it wasn't the, you know, face and tone of someone who understands how deeply she's hurt a community with deep rooted generational trauma. Like, I just don't think she understood that. So I was disappointed in her and I just would have, would have loved to have seen, you know, a a coming together moment. And we're not getting that. So this sucks. We're getting two weeks to let it die down. It's really two weeks to flatten the curve, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> literally 
Yeah, to flatten the curve of backlash. No, we know it that. It never works. Never works. Yeah. So, okay. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on to our next story, which is like a strange twist in this Adele story. Adele versus Las Vegas. So Adele mm-hmm. has been holed up with Rich Paul after a volatile romance added to Vegas drama. So sources are saying, mm-hmm. this is coming from page six, that their volatile relationship allegedly contributed to the cancellation of her Las Vegas residency. After she dramatically canceled her dates at Caesars Palace, causing an outcry from fans, the singer went straight home, straight to the NBA manager's Beverly Hills home and has remained there ever since. Insiders say the pair have been trying to fix things and Paul is helping her renegotiate her contract with the Vegas casino owner. Um, a source also said she and Rich had been fighting and their relationship was volatile before she canceled her dates. Apparently, like, while she was rehearsing, she was shouting and sobbing over the phone. A source said Adele's been crying and couldn't get through a single full rehearsal for the past month. Just constantly on the phone with Rich, loudly shouting and sobbing. And also, it was reported, I don't know if we even spoke about this, no. that Keith Urban yes. is replacing her, which personally i'm thrilled about like i will be going (laughs) yeah no that sounds really fun but that makes it even more permanent i was still holding out hope like okay weekend with adele it won't be this weekend it'll be next weekend but no it's over no and i think this is really like a stain on her otherwise impeccably perfect pristine career and to know that it's like perhaps about relationship drama is really surprising considering everything we've been hearing from her in the last few months is like this is the season of her life like this is the relationship you know that's helping her be exactly who she is and she's so happy and you just don't like shout and sob on the phone during work all the time when you're so happy in your relationship so I mean when we recapped it we did say there's definitely much more going on and obviously we were right I don't know if this is 100% the truth but Adele did then like post on Instagram yesterday her caption was hi I'm really happy to say that I'm performing at the Brits next week and also I'll be popping in to see Graham for a chat on the couch while I'm in town also I'm looking forward to it oh and Rich sends his love heart so almost like a very subtle way of acknowledging some of the rumors and maybe perhaps trying to dispel them. I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe this page six thing wholeheartedly. I do think Adele is going through some stuff and there's like, it wasn't about COVID. It wasn't, and we just live in a world where like, you can literally get away with anything by blaming shit on COVID. It's like, it's like kind of nice. Everyone has like a perfect excuse, but I don't know if I believe the, the extent of this page six article, but there's somewhere in the middle of what's actually going on. Yeah, I agree. Perhaps it's like she was calling him on the phone, shouting and sobbing, like, about the show, not necessarily about things between them. Though a second Vegas source industry insider said that it was there was chatter about why he wasn't in Vegas to support Adele, even, like, the day before the True. show was supposed to launch. But he's a busy man. So, again, like, everything kind of seems like there could be an explanation or this could be the truth. I think there's probably something amiss here in general, but uh, I also think, you know, the tabloids like to do what they do. And, like, for me personally, I would have loved to have seen Adele, but, like, I just wasn't going to pay the premium that the tickets were at. And now just knowing it's Keith Urban and I can most likely, like, afford a really good seat, that makes me feel really good. And I'm personally grateful to Rich, to Adele, and to Keith. Are you really going to go? Why not? I fucking love Keith Urban. Okay, pack And by the way, right before the pandemic, right before the pandemic, you and I were planning a trip to Vegas to see Kelly Clarkson, and we were also working on getting tickets to Keith Urban's residency, which both of which we never got to see. So now, like, I'm just making up for lost time, and I love Keith Urban. Like, I definitely would go and support. 
I mean, thinking about the weekend we had planned to see Kelly Clarkson in Las Vegas, that was just going to be like the peak of my life, like my favorite person in my favorite city. And mm-hmm. that was all just like ripped out from under us. Like I, I'm angry. I'm angry about that. It's a pipe. It was a pipe dream. Like it was, we were never going like we, and we had so, and we were also going to go to the ACM awards. Like mm-hmm. that weekend, like when you think of all the things that COVID took from us all personally, like that is at the top of the list. I don't think about it enough, but now that I'm thinking about that particular weekend, especially the ACMs, and actually I was just looking at my time hop and I was two years ago, I was trying on like dresses in my apartment for the ACMs and actually the mm-hmm. dress I was, um, the dress I bought for it, I wore to a wedding this summer, the blue dress, everyone knows. I remember. So extra. Um, and it was mm-hmm. just like, there was so much hope, so much promise. And what's like so traumatizing about that weekend as well, obviously I just want to say like, obviously worse things happened because of COVID. Like we're just being dramatic. But the worst for me was I was the one who put all the Kelly Clarkson tickets on my credit card. And do you know it took me over a year to get refunded? Literally over a year. <laughs> not me. Because not I bought by the tickets me. for everyone. And then, ev- and then everyone was supposed to pay. No, no, no. Not re- refunded from Ticketmaster. Oh, oh, okay. But did you? I ever- hadn't asked everyone to pay me for the tickets yet. Oh, okay, interesting. It's yeah, that's confusing. Because like we were still planning the weekend. I was gonna like add up all the. You know, I love to do that. Get the points, put everything on my credit card, and then send everyone a Venmo request, like the hotels, the flights. Like I do everything. So I put eight Kelly Clarkson like front row tickets on my credit card. Literally never got the money back until a year later because they kept postponing the show. Like mm-hmm. you would hold on to your ticket. And, like, when they figured it out. But then, like, a year later, they're like, all right, the show's never happening. Like, let's give everyone their money back. Yeah, exactly. Damn. And <sighs> that's hard to think about. That's hard to swallow. But we're going to pivot to our next yeah. story because it's some exciting news, I think. Mickey Guyton Say has been so. announced as the Super Bowl 2022 National Anthem Singer. Grammy-nominated singer Mickey Guyton will perform the national anthem at the 2022 Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. She said, look at God. I am shook. I am grateful. I am praise dancing. So excited to be singing the national anthem at SBLVI on February 13th. That is, I'm Mickey always, Guyton, for those who don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, for those who don't know, she's an incredibly talented up-and-coming country artist. And, like, you're going to be quaking. Her voice is really special like she the thing is with the super bowl national anthem like they can't just choose anyone because there's a lot of people out here in hollywood like who have record deals and are very famous who can't carry a tune if their life depended on it so not everyone can do it the star spangled banner is also an extremely difficult song to sing in terms of range not you know any human being could just do it you know i can obviously but i think this is a great choice I think it's a great choice. I'm always so interested to see who's going to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. It's so prestigious. And it's like this, you know, singing that song at that venue live, it will, it separates the boys from the men, you know, and you get to see a person's true talent. And I think that most of the time they really go with people who are truly talented because it will expose you. It could ruin your career, Fergie. Oh, of course. Yeah. And Fergie was at the All-Star Game, which is like a big stage, but it's not nearly as big as the Super Bowl National Anthem. Yeah. And if the National Anthem at the Super Bowl, like, doesn't give me goosebumps or make me cry, I'm sorry. It's a failure. I completely agree. And Mickey Guyton, I think, will do, like, a really, really good job. I suggest people, like, learn about her music. Her song, Black Like Me, is literally so good. Um, So, like, indulge, stream before 
but she, I have the utmost faith in her. What's yeah, your me favorite too. Super Bowl um, national anthem performance? Like, what's the one you go back and watch on YouTube that, like, gives you chills? Oh, I don't – I mean, we did this a while ago where we watched them all. I mean, obviously, Whitney Houston's is the most iconic, and, like, that's not even fair to say. But I'm trying to think of, like, of ones I watched live recently and, like, how they made me feel. I mean, when we went to the Super Bowl – Pink sang the national mm-hmm. anthem, and I was, like, bawling, but I was also oh, yeah. kind of hungover, kind of, extremely. So just feeling, like, really emotional. Mm-hmm. And that just really stuck with me. Okay, do you want me to read you who has done it in recent years? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, in 1967, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, I was like, no, in we don't have time. I, I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> In 2021 was Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Remember, he played the guitar and she sang. Okay, not memorable. Sorry. 2020 Demi Lovato. She can she can carry a tune. Honestly, like yeah, she she can. But again, I don't remember it. Um, 2019 was Gladys Knight. Oh, I remember that. That was good. 2018 was Pink. That's when we were there. Luke Bryan was 2017, which I don't remember. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't remember. Gaga, 16. Adina Menzel, 2015. You know what? I kind of loved... Kelly Clarkson did it in 2012. Oh, my God. I've got to go back and watch. I really loved Gaga's, actually, because she was kind of, like, off the charts in in a, like... Nuts. Not in a musical way, like, in an emotional way. Headspace. Like, she was just, like, giving... Mm -hmm everything like so much it was so extra she put her own flair on it but it, i think that she pulled it off i really enjoyed that one she also played the piano while she did it which is just like incredibly impressive like on the world's biggest stage yeah that was a very very good one and then that set her up beautifully to do the halftime show the following year exactly exactly yeah. so i'm really excited about this i'm excited for the super bowl so much entertainment obviously we have the Bengals and the rams and then we have this halftime yeah, show that's you know really what? like a, a mini music festival. This halftime show has like a trailer for it. They're really putting a lot into the entertainment for the Super Bowl. So I will, hopefully will be entertained. Yeah, and I've recently become like a huge Mary J. Blige fan because of her song Doubt that literally changed my life. And yesterday I actually watched her Amazon original documentary. It was very good. Like, I first of all, I had no idea how she like came up. It's Her story is crazy. She recorded – there used to be these like booths at the mall. She grew up in Yonkers. So there used to be these booths at the mall where you could go and like record yourself singing and they'll give you a cassette. And she did that and like it just – the cassette got passed around to a few people. And the next thing you know, like this guy from – a record label like shows up at her apartment. It was a crazy story, and the documentary was really good. Oh, cool! When is the documentary from? Is it recent? I I mean I hadn't even heard that it had come out. I was just looking for something to watch while dinner was being made last night, and I stumbled upon it. It's relatively recent because she looks like she looks now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was celebrating the 25th anniversary of her album My Life, which I think is the album that like really changed her life. Very very cool. That'll be, so it'll be good. It uh, Yeah, that will be good. Okay, are you ready for our next story? I mean, which oh, I'm, by the way. What? I can't even watch a Super Bowl because I have a show. Tickets available at girlthnojob.com slash tour. So thank you to everyone in Boston who bought tickets to the second show who actually doesn't give a shit about the Super Bowl. Um, you're a real one. Yeah, that's really funny. Our next story I'm so obsessed with. I, I, I can't. Like, it's the most exciting news I've ever heard. What is it? There is a new dating show coming to NBC that is The Bachelor Meets Downton Abbey. It is called The Courtship, and it's coming in March. 
So listen to this. The Courtship, which was formerly titled Pride and Prejudice, an experiment in romance, announced their March 6th premiere date. As viewers first learned last July, the show centers around a woman who is, quote, looking for her duke and will subsequently embark on the ultimate social experiment in romance to do so. Taking a page out of Bridgerton, The Courtship will follow a group of eligible hopeful suitors. They'll be transparent transported to a regency style england home as they compete to win the heart of the heroine and her court peacock said housed in a castle on the countryside set on a beautiful backdrop of rolling hills the heroine and suitors will experience that with which dreams are made they will be immersed in a time traveling quest for love as they participate in activities including carriage rides boat rides archery and crafting handwritten letters for communication at the end of the competition the leading lady and her contenders will discover if this experience will bring them true love it's giving medieval times i like it it's like cosplaying right yeah it's the bachelor but like set really at downton abbey and and they have to like go through all of the old forms of courtship i think this is such a cute idea you know what it sounded weird but now that i think about it i do think actually you could have success dating wise on this show because like you know with all social media and all like the toxic things we have it makes it really hard to date in this day and age so kind of to pull that all away and go back to basics like sending a a message or a carrier pigeon like I don't know I I could see it and also like on The Bachelor the dates whether they're going like ATVing or jumping off of a building like they're extremely distracting whereas I think like these dates carriage rides you know maybe some pheasant shooting it really picnics it they will facilitate I think a deeper bond and even if none of that is true and this woman like doesn't really find love I think it will be highly entertaining just to see people in the clothes and at the houses and just doing these things honestly I feel like this was made for me I feel really seen right now target demographic has been reached yeah so I wonder if the snatchler will be watching this I mean she would love it too but Um, Is it going to be on cable or on Peacock? I guess Peacock, which works for me. I'm into Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't currently pay for Peacock. I literally like purchase it when I need it and then I cancel it immediately because like I don't consistently watch stuff on there. You know what I mean? Oh, I I'm not good about that. I leave all of my subscriptions running, you know, but I also I'm very, you know, I don't just subscribe to everything. So if I'm going to, it needs to be something worthwhile. But then I'm I'm committed I'm committed. I'm not fickle. Yeah, like I purchased Peacock with Ultimate Girls Trip, and then the second I finished it, I canceled the subscription, and I haven't needed it since, so I'm glad. I just saved myself like 15 bucks. Until the courtship premieres. I just do hope that it's very high budget and like the the wardrobe and the sets, like that it's not, it doesn't feel, you know, community theater, medieval times. Like I really hope that it feels like, you know, Julian Fellows is there behind the screen trying to facilitate love. Right. Hopefully it doesn't feel like they're just LARPing around England. Yeah. No, that would be extremely distressing to see. It would it would be like yeah, so, um, like concerning and weird. When does the second season of Love is Blind come out? Like, I feel like the first season was actually five years ago. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. That's like I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, though? Already? Already. Is it the fifth and final story that's brought to you by Legacy Box? It is. Legacy Box is the easiest and safest way to reclaim all of the priceless footage you haven't seen in years. Send in your Legacy Box, filled it with 
aging VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, any home videos you have. Like personally, we grew up in the VHS era and like years ago when we were trying to like watch them, we couldn't figure out how. And Legacy Box truly came in, saved the day. It's the nicest thing you can do for your family or your like grandma. Like to revisit those memories is so special. And Legacy Box like could not make it easier. They do it so professionally. They keep you updated the entire process. And their team will professionally digitize everything by hand at their 110,000 square foot production campus in the USA. And you get everything back on a thumb drive, a DVD, or the cloud. I remember we did the thumb drive, whatever's easiest for you. And there's just really no reason not to do it. It's a great thing to do for someone as a gift. If you don't want to send it in now, use our code, get the legacy box, and then send it in when you're ready. Um, they can digitize up to 19 different types of consumer media media from a VHS, which is what we did, to Super 8 film. So they can do everything. Um, visit LegacyBox.com slash toast to save 40% off for a limited time. Order today. Claim the exclusive offer for our listeners. And then send it in when you're ready if you're not ready yet. But just make sure to get the 40% off at LegacyBox.com slash toast to unlock 40% off today. That's LegacyBox.com slash toast. It's really like such a sweet, beautiful thing. It really is. It's one of my favorite sponsors. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's also just and something it's a that sponsor like, I get the most messages about. Like, what was the Legacy Box code? Oh, for sure. But it's also something that, aside from a gift, just something that you should do and have because it's like, it, uh, the, otherwise that stuff is like, oh, shit, I have to go get all my VHSs out of the hard drive. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it weighs on you. So unburden your memories with Legacy yeah. Box. They should use that. Our fifth and final story is a little human interest weather news because it's Groundhog's Day and the groundhog has seen his shadow and he has predicted six more weeks of winter. He always fucking predicts six more weeks of winter. Totally. And like, I don't think anyone can really think about Groundhog's Day without thinking about the, and I just think it's worth mentioning, you know, the groundhogs we lost um, that were murdered by our former mayor, Bill de Blasio. I just think perhaps we should have a moment of silence for them. Agreed. I'm glad to see that this groundhog made it out alive. And he's just spreading lies and propaganda. And yeah, and misinformation. It is what big it is. Time. Big, big misinformation. Like, I don't claim groundhog's day whatsoever also i know it happens in new york but like is it for the whole country like i don't really get how groundhog's days works and i feel yeah. like i'm having a groundhog's day moment because we talk about this every year no i don't think we've ever really talked about groundhog's day and i feel like i've never and if it wasn't for just like trolling the daily mail today i wouldn't have even seen that you know uh puck satani phil did see his shadow and then i also can never remember like okay if he saw it does that mean six more weeks does that mean less weeks right but it's also never good news from from the groundhog he's op- eternal pessimist no and also if he sees his shadow doesn't that mean it's sunny outside therefore less winter see i don't know i don't know the whole thing i wonder and- I, I wonder how far into like you know the future we have to get before we're like this is trash this is a bad idea before we're done with this moronic tradition literally yeah it goes back to 1887, though. So that's kind of sweet that, you know, we've been carrying the torch since 1887 and that the groundhogs, because otherwise, you know, the groundhogs would get no play, except for if you're watching Caddyshack. So I think okay, but wait. for groundhog also, appreciation and awareness, it's it's nice. 
So they've been doing it since 1887, and the groundhog since 1887 has been called Puxatani Phil. So they just keep replacing the groundhog and giving it the same name, is what you're saying, which is hella disrespectful. Yeah, exactly. And a little fun fact is Puxatani Phil has predicted winter 105 times and did not see his shadow and predicted shorter winter only 20 times. Eternal pessimist, this Phil. I mean... I'm sorry, that literally makes no sense. I didn't see my shadow. Like, who came up with this moronic idea? I don't know. I don't know. And furthermore, I don't even want to know what happens to the groundhogs the other 364 days a year. Like, New York is the most mismanaged, disgusting, like, country, city. (laughs) And, like, I just know that those groundhogs are not being taken care of. Like, I don't think they have, you know, stunning facilities with round-the-clock care. And it makes me sad to think that they are, like, you know – born into captivity for our pleasure for this dumb ass tradition yeah yeah agreed but it's really weird what i said when you think about it long and hard like it's just so weird bizarre agreed bizarre but it's you know tradition and it ties us throughout the last 125 years so 40 40 1887, it's 2021. 1880, yeah, yeah, I think. Somewhere in between us. Oh, Jesus, okay. Oh, am I better at math than you? Wait, I don't know. Hold on. I'm getting my calculator. Calculator. It's 2022. It's actually 2022. 135. 135, oh, bitch. And I said 40. I'm literally a genius. Well, I have pregnancy brains, so I'm off the hook. Fair. Fair, My brain fair, fair. really actually. Honestly, I think the more shocking part is that I got it right, not that you got it wrong, you know? Yeah, no, I've never claimed math to be my strong suit. And there have been moments, but I don't know if it's pregnancy brain, but I guess just because pregnancy just makes you really exhausted where like my brain really feels so scrambled. I even feel like when I'm reaching for words on this show, I'm just not finding the words that I'm looking for. And maybe that is the pregnancy brain. I feel that. Brain. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, okay, well, so let's – we have Dear Toasters and TV Recap. What should we do first? I think Dear Toasters so that everyone can listen because I don't know if everyone watched Real Housewives. You're such a genius. Okay, ready? <laughs> Dear Toasters. <laughs> and, by the way, we have one update today. Two submissions and one update. Woo! Hello, Jackie, Claudia, and crew. Let's get right into this one. A little backstory. I have a very close-knit family, three older sisters who I've always looked up to and admired, and also relevant. I've been married to my husband for two years, but we've been together for 10. He is a pijam, and I've only ever gotten the impression that my family loves him. So I was snooping through my mom's phone for reasons unrelated to this story. I know I shouldn't have been. I deeply regret it. And I found a text from my oldest sister from when my mom tested positive for COVID. My mom said, I think Sam, my husband, is most worried about getting it since he is the only one in the family who hasn't. And by the way, he's worried about getting it because I'm 35 weeks pregnant and he's terrified he will miss the birth of our first child. My my sister responded, you should spit in his drink. He deserves it. Oh! Honestly, I'm at a loss for words. Not only am I shocked that my sister has some sort of ill will for my husband, but that's a horrible thing to say. Like, truly, what the fuck? Who says something like that? Can you imagine if one of your sisters said that about your husband? I'm heartbroken. Part of me wants to keep quiet about it because if my husband found out, he would be devastated. But the other part is of me is fuming and hurt and wants to tell her to fuck off. It's such a vile thing to say. I can never imagine saying that about someone, even if I hated them. I honestly don't know if confronting her will bring any resolution. I can't see her owning up to saying 
yeah, I don't like him because of X, Y, and Z. I more so see her brushing it off and saying she was joking. My family is more so the type to sweep things under the rug. I want to ask my mom about it, but I don't know if I've lost the right to do so since I was snooping. What would you do? Sincerely, a sad and angry toaster. Before you give advice, because I truly have nothing to say here. This is the most horrible thing I've ever read in my life. Um, I do think the main takeaway and lesson for everyone listening should be like you really – Especially to your mom. Like, that is so not, I don't want to shame you because I know you're like in a pickle right now, but to snoop through anyone's phone is like a huge invasion of privacy. To snoop through your mother's phone is such a high level of disrespect. Like, and I, I'm sorry that you found out something that hurt you, but like, that's what you get for invading your mother's privacy. That's all I'll say. This is why we stand anti snoop here at the Morning Toast because you find things out that you don't want to know, that you aren't meant to know. And this is one of those things. And it's clear that you've taken away this lesson, and I'm sure it won't happen again. But let this be a caution to all. This is why we don't snoop unless we have cause to, unless it's like, you know, you think your man is really out there cheating and like you have real evidentiary support and aside from that you don't just mm-hmm. snoop for snooping sake because then you find you will find something that's going to hurt your feelings and here you go this is it yep now what to do we're at this in, we're at this crossroads if the snooping has been done and you know this harmful information I don't know how you could just like not do anything about it I don't think you need to say anything to your mom I th- I would right, say your mom didn't say anything. Your sister did. Right, right, exactly. So, like, I this is between you and your sister, and you could wait until like she gives you a vibe that she doesn't like your husband. So maybe she's been giving you this vibe and right. you just never picked up on it. But you could keep your eye out for it and then confront her when you have you know evidence that you didn't get illegally that you can say, "Why are you talking like this?" You know, do you not like my husband? Right. If this is how she truly feels, there will be another opportunity where she makes a snide remark. And maybe you were oblivious to it then, but now you are not. And your opportunity will come. I don't think you're going to fix it. Also, you're 35 weeks pregnant. I would focus on other things. Like, if your husband is, like, truly a pee-jom, then you guys have nothing to worry about. Enjoy the rest of your pregnancy. This will, like, give you stress. And stress is not good for a baby. You will figure this out later. Truly. Yeah. I would I would table it for now. Um even though that's really fucking shitty. No, like if I read something like you were like talking like I'm going to spit in Ben's drink, I would be like shook. Yeah. No, that would be so that would be so weird. It's also agreed like a baseline, like a crazy way to phrase something about someone you don't like. Let's poison them with COVID. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can ask it without showing. Even though like, okay, so you snooped. It's not a big deal. Like. You could say, like, I was doing something on mom's phone and I saw this text, like, what does it mean? But I don't know. At 35 weeks pregnant, I would just wait for the next opportunity and just focus on your your immediate home. Agreed. 100%. Um, okay, here's the next one. Hello, Jackson Claude. Thanks for keeping me laughing all quarantine. I couldn't have gotten through it without my daily dose of toast. Thanks, girl. I'm writing in with quite the predicament. Over the weekend, I had some friends over and their husbands, and we were all just casually drinking, hanging out. My husband is out of town for work all month. Long story short, after everyone had passed out on my couch and went home, including my best friend Sally, her husband started getting super flirty and holding my hand and cuddling me. Oh, my God. Note, it's not uncommon for Sally's husband to stay out after she goes home since she's a grandma and goes to bed at 8 o'clock. LOL. I kept telling him I didn't want to cross this line and avoided eye contact with him. 
where he'd try to make a move. He kept telling me how he wishes he'd see me more and how we have a mutual attraction to each other, which, yeah, he's cute, but I would never act on it. Is it ironic that me and Sally look eerily similar? But that's besides the point. Nothing happened. I've had the biggest pit for days now. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I have elevated blood pressure. I feel this guilt, which I'm not positive why, because nothing happened. Do I tell my husband and then cause this awkward tension in the friend group and risk him potentially confronting Sally's husband? Do I tell Sally? Do I just let the pit pass and take this to my grave? We're moving away in a few months, so my plan is just to avoid him as best as I can, but any other advice you have is greatly appreciated. I view Sally as a lifelong friend, and I'm just worried about losing her. Ooh, this is so tough. It depends what kind of girl Sally is. Is she the type of girl who would receive this information in a positive way and be like, wow, thank you so much for telling me my husband's an enormous piece of shit. I had no idea. Or is she going to be defensive and be like, well, your shirt was like really low cut and like maybe that's why, you know? No, she would just be like, no, he didn't. Like you're reading it wrong. Like it's not about you. Don't flatter yourself. Yeah, I don't know. We got to get a read on what type of gal Sally is. What type of galley? (laughs) But definitely tell your husband because I wouldn't want you to be like to get – First of all, unburdening yourself to your husband is just clearly weighing on you. Like, this is a big dynamic in your friend group. And um, that's something that, like, you shouldn't have to deal with by yourself. So share it with him. And also, that way, if something does, like, happen later on, like, he has been kept abreast all along. And you guys are teammates. You're on the same side. Like, he should know all the information. Don't tell him to do anything or, you know, like, nothing happened, whatever. But just, like, let him know that's how you're feeling. Um, And then on the Sally front, it's, yeah, you have to... You have to know Sally, take her temperature, and see if you think that, like, this would be information that she would even know what to do with, or she would just know. use it to push you away. Yeah. It's the secret part, though, that makes it seem like you have a pit, I think, because you're keeping it a secret, like, as if you did something wrong, which you didn't, but keeping something in, like, just makes you feel icky. So I agree with Jackie. Like, definitely tell your husband, like, 100%. And then use your your judgment trust your gut on what you think to do with sally because we don't know sally um and there are just girls out there who don't want to know and there are girls out there who do and which type of girl is sally is she like other girls or is she not like other girls that's up to you to decide yeah yeah and hopefully that was helpful yeah i think it was i think for for the first half definitely tell your husband maybe he he, maybe he has he knows sally better than you do maybe he has a pov that could Mm -hmm. be helpful here why don't you play him this episode and then let him know what let let like what he thinks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Our third and final one is an update from someone who wrote in really recently. Okay. So Jackie and Claudia, as a toaster of my word, I am back with an update. You read my submission to Dear Toasters on January twenty fifth for a refresher. Literally, like last week. Okay. I'm the girl whose boyfriend was sexting other women and sending dick pics to his gay friends and then trying to convince me it was normal. Remember? Yes. Ladies, when Claudia started reading my Dear Toaster submission, I was elbows deep cleaning this guy's dirty dishes at his apartment. I'm a sucker for a charmer, I guess. Because I just decided to just let it go because he was going to turn over a new leaf. But listening to you guys read my email and hearing your responses was the validation I needed to let myself feel how I was truly feeling about the situation instead of being blinded by his presentation of it. Thank you guys for helping me to be honest with myself about the situation. While I'm sad to have let the relationship go, it feels good to stand up for myself and value myself. A grateful toaster. Thank you. Oh, that's tough to hear. I mean, but sometimes you really do need to hear the perspective of someone who has absolutely no horse in the race to kind of jolt you because you'll convince yourself of anything when you really want to make something work. So I'm glad we could be that for you. I'm really sorry that it didn't work out, but you will be so grateful in the long run, like 100%. 
And I also think that even just hearing what you wrote, but us reading it, just if you, it might like stop you in your tracks and you're able to like hear your own story in your own words, but like from a little bit of a further perch and just being able to see it in that light is probably really helpful. Um, I wish you luck. Obviously, this is a very fresh breakup. So I, I do wish you luck in this journey and, you know, it'll get harder before it gets easier but please keep us posted on what comes next for you I have enormous respect for you it's very hard to make changes like this in your life and I wish you all the best and you know what you probably did this man a favor too because it seems like he has a lot to figure out about you know what's going on in his life perhaps his sexuality and you've now given him the space to do that so it feels like we all won here even though everyone in the, the probably feels like terrible in the end you're all winners Yes, and you no longer have to do his dirty dishes. Right. Um, Okay, let's talk about The Real Housewives of New Jersey premiere last night, which was very good and is brought to you by, give me a moment, single drunk female. Samantha Fink is a person in progress and being a person is super hard. Single Drunk Female is the new Freeform original series now streaming on Hulu. It's from the executive producer of Girls and the executive producer of Russian Doll. Samantha used to get drunk all the time, but now she's getting clean and it's going to get real messy. Fresh out of rehab, Samantha's forced to move back home, live with her mom, who she affectionately calls Smother. She's working at her local grocery store, taking naps in the cereal aisle and going to meetings. Sam's taking sobriety one day at a time, but those days they just keep on coming. With her former drinking buddy and newly found friends of the program by her side, Sam is trying to make the most of her second chance. A chance to start over, a chance to be a slightly better person, a chance at love, because when you start at rock bottom, the only place to go is up. Check out the new dramedy that is sure to make you laugh, even if sometimes it's just to keep you from crying. Freeform's Single Drunk Female, also streaming on Hulu right now. Freeform's Single Drunk Female. All right, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Great to see the gang back together. We've got a new gal, uh, Tracy Johnson, who's married to Tiki Barber, who Joe Gorga has, like, the biggest crush on. Um, It was great. I agree with you. It was great to see the ladies. For me personally, I mean, most of the drama is, like, still continued from last season. Nothing, like, crazy happened. Except for the video. Um, But for me, like, the biggest shocker of the episode, like, something I actually could not get past was Jennifer going to Turkey to get her nose done when her husband is literally a plastic surgeon? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, I understand that Bill, like, doesn't want to work on her again. But, you know, if you're going to do your nose, ha, ha, ha. which is such a big, like, part of your physical presence, your face, like, it's just crazy. He, or maybe if he doesn't want to work with her, like, someone else in his practice or a buddy of his, but to, like, have a plastic surgeon for her husband and to go on Instagram to find your next plastic surgeon was um, incredibly surprising. I felt Bizarre. the same way. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, it's so weird. I had no idea there's all this stuff with Jennifer and Bill. Obviously, to skip to the end, like, Margaret drops a bomb that Bill had an affair well, if you remember at the last reunion, they were like alluding to a lot of weirdness about Bill. They never outright said like what it was, but just like skeletons, etc. So I guess Margaret is bringing that same energy into this season. And you know what? I actually really like Margaret for doing that because that happens a lot on Housewives. It reminds me of Giselle Bryant. Like 
there's always people who are so in other people's business and always like, you know, bringing up shit that happens off camera, shit from people's past. But then when it comes to them, it's like, oh, no, you can't talk about me. And Jennifer gives like that Giselle Bryant energy. And it's not fair. So you know what? Everyone really does have skeletons. And if 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 um if Jennifer can go on and on saying horrible things about Margaret's mother, you know what? Margaret can say whatever the fuck she wants about Jennifer's husband. Sorry. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live last night? I did. I was and actually extremely surprised by a lot of things. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I experienced one of the most moronic moments um, on television when they asked the question, yes. like, did Margaret go below the belt by bringing up Jennifer's uh, and Bill's affair? And Teresa was like, yes, of course she did. And Andy obviously was like, but you did the same thing to Jackie. And she was like, no, but that was a rumor. This is facts. That's worse. No. So like spreading something that's and not like, true about someone is better than sharing the truth. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't. No, I was extremely grateful for Andy for being on top of that because I had totally even forgotten about that. But, you know, Teresa's just so transparent because if it was the other way around, she would have said, you know, Jennifer didn't go below the belt. She's just so transparent. She has no ethics. She has no backbone. She just supports people blindly. She doesn't have, like, principles that she upholds. Like, it's so stupid. Um... So I thought Margaret was 100% justified. I did feel like um, the girls were being like a little mean about her nose, which obviously her nose does not look good. But she was in a cast like in the previous scene. It's obviously still swollen. Like, so I'm sure it was shocking for her to like come out with a new nose, like not looking so great. But I did think they were being like a little mean. I agree that they were. Um, And even just like the energy, you hate to see like people ganging up on one person. And whenever that happens, it just always makes me, you know, feel sympathetic towards the one person but I think for Margaret Melissa and Jackie like these are very rational women and they have put up with a lot over the past few years and I think they're just like making this decision to like freeze Jennifer out like we don't want this person on our show anymore like she says the most atrocious things about us so I'm still trying to like come from that place when I see them like and it's not even I I mean aside from the nose comment it's not even like they're being like actively mean towards her it's just like we are going to pretend like you're not here because we don't want you to be here which at this point after all that's been said I I do understand and it must be frustrating to film with someone who like you you'll have you know you'll come to an agreement with someone you'll apologize you'll hug and then it's like the person walks away and it's like it never happened it's actually just frustrating and it's like you feel like you're going crazy like jennifer's always apologizing and then nothing changes she goes back doubles down on what she did and what she said so i understand of course them not wanting to be friends with her and honestly after last season i was so done with her but i just did feel like a little i'm a human you know i felt bad at her walking in everyone ignoring her and then making fun of her nose behind her back yeah i agree i i, I and it feels like Perhaps maybe when she starts opening up about what's actually going on in her life, like that could be the uh, conduit for a different kind of relationship with the ladies. And until she does that, you know, they're just like, you're phony and you're mean and you're lying and we don't have time for you. But like, it seems like Jackie this season has a bit of a soft spot for her considering like what she's going to go through with Bill. And I do think that does bring people together. But when you're like lying about your life and also like just projecting onto other people and starting like rumors about them and trying to come between friends. Yeah, there's no space for friendship here. But I think if she humbles herself, which it seems like she's going to this season, Maybe there's a path to to. friendship. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the bombshell was obviously that Bill Aiden had a affair at his previous practice with a pharmaceutical rep, which I just found to be shocking just because I just don't see that from Bill and I've been like a Bill stan. Um, and so I'm looking forward to diving into that deeper. But obviously the center, the whole episode was centered around this video of Louis. I remember when it went viral, but then when they were referring to it on the episode, I couldn't remember for the life of me what the video was. And I just wish that they showed it. Like I know it was probably like a copyright thing or whatever. I could not – it was just, like, frustrating, and it was such a weird video. When I rewatched it on – like, I found it on Twitter, I was cringing. But it's definitely bizarre and requires, you know, some explanation. But I don't really feel like – he's not, you know, committing a crime. He doesn't really owe anyone an explanation except Teresa. Yeah. But Teresa's always in other people's shit, so – the reaction from the whole group, I had, I never saw this video. I didn't even know what oh, they really? were talking about. Yeah, I feel like anytime there's a headline about like Louis Pass, I don't click it. Like, I don't really care. So yeah. I never. Like, who cares? Yeah, so you sent me the video last night because I was like, what fucking video? And I can't have an opinion on this until I've seen the video. And yeah, yes. it's bizarre. Um, Bob from The Biggest Loser was on Watch What Happens Live yes. last night. And not only would Andy like, cut him off at every single turn did you realize that anytime he was like sharing his opinion and he was like just shutting him down okay i did realize that and i saw a bunch of people being like wow andy hates bob but bob has been on watch what happens live so frequently that he should really know better how it works he was being so long-winded talking over Teresa when it like wasn't his turn and andy has like a tight ship to run it's a really quick show like and Bob should know better. Like, Andy does cut a lot of people off a lot, but it's only because that's how the show, like, runs. And if mm-hmm. it's their first time on, like, maybe they don't know. Bob should know better. He, Bob was actually being annoying. Like, sorry. Bob was I being, like, chatty. Okay, I actually didn't think he was being long-winded. I thought he was talking quickly and with purpose, and he was saying stuff, and Andy was cutting him off. But I'm sure they're fine. It's just, like, when he has Teresa on, it's like, okay, Bob, we don't really want to hear from you. But um, then you're, have someone like, else you're, on. Like, you're literally an extra at this point. Right. But he did say something interesting that made me think about the video in a different perspective. Because, of course, when I first saw it, I was like, what is this, like, culty vibes? But apparently, like, there are these camps, like, these man camps where these men go and, like, it's more like a spiritual, yeah, camp. It's a spiritual retreat. It's like Camp Toast. And they really, like, unburden themselves. They get really into it and um, just let their emotions feelings out and I think if you're someone who has done something like that I've never even heard of something like this but like he was trying to like improve it better himself and so I think seeing that yeah. clip out of context like is re- weird and bizarre but if you like understood the whole process maybe it would give you a better sense of what he was trying to do there um but because he won't address the clip like we would never know that so if if it wasn't for bob harper i would just be like why is he with his friends on the beach but those people probably weren't his friends he's probably doing some like spiritual he probably just met them yeah and this is like part of it so i'm trying not to judge really but i do think he should have had a better reaction Reaction. on the show and just like explained it to people not that he owes anyone an explanation sure but just it would have it could have been a nothing burger, and now it's going to be, like, this yeah. big burger. Like, wh- uh, who's going to bring it up to Teresa when it doesn't really need to be like that? Plus, Teresa, for her part, like, has, you know, a checkered past. And I don't think that she's judging anyone based on what they've done in the past. And 
in the grand scheme of things, making like a weird emotional video like isn't is not that big of a deal. deal. Yeah. No, I literally said like last night when we were watching, I'm like, literally Teresa has been to prison. I don't think she's in any position to judge anyone, especially when like it's not like he's doing a human sacrifice in the video. It's just like kind of cringy. I agree. Bob Harper cleared it up for me in such a quick and swift way. But I do think him and Teresa are just handling this really poorly, like thinking like they're trying so hard to minimize it that it's only making it bigger. Like, just address it and move on. Like, we could literally, the more you act like it doesn't exist, in the words of Erica Jane, the bigger shit gets. Yeah, and also it seems like this season, Teresa's kind of taking this path of, like, I want to keep my relationship on the down low. Like, I don't need to share everything with the cameras. But Teresa Judice has made a deal with the devil of reality television. And she, this whole show centers around her. She has given everything to the show. The show has given everything to her. And I don't think she can just back out now and be like, I want my privacy. You know? Specifically. A hundred percent. And her. Don't worry, no one's giving it to her. No one's giving it to her. Other people on other franchises, you know, if Kathy Hilton says, I'm I'm not showing this part of my life, they're not showing that part of her life. But Teresa is Real Housewives of New Jersey. This Bravo machine has, you know, supported her life and her family for 10 years. Like, there's really no getting out of it now. And I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think this will hold water. No, me neither. I do think it was very cool to see Gia Judice finally bartending on Watch What Happens Live. I guess I didn't realize she hasn't been 21 this whole time. Um, and it was cute. They threw her like a little birthday party. It was very, it was like a cute, it was actually a good episode of Watch What Happens Live and a pretty good premiere. Yeah, it was a good premiere. Um, I like the new housewife so far, uh, even though we didn't really get to know her, but it seems like she has a good energy about her. And that's. Yeah, she just seems like exciting. smart. Yeah, exactly. And just like, yeah. like easy I to do get think- along with. I do think, like, she has a major drama in... Oh, also, I thought her background was super interesting, how, like, they met at the Today Show. She gave the timeline. I do think it was weird he left his wife when she was eight weeks pregnant, but, like, she gave the timeline and then the headlines, like, leaves for an intern when she was, like, not an intern. Um, I thought that was interesting. I actually would like to know more about that whole moment for them. Yeah, very, very interesting. But she does have... I think there's, like, some, something goes down with her and Tiki... I'm not 100% sure, but, like, she's at the center of some drama at some point. Oh, interesting. I think. And then the other point of drama was, like, between the Gorgas and Teresa. Like, they're back to being uh, on thin ice, which is always – they're always walking on eggshells around each other. What did you think about but Joe you know Gorga's what? response at the comedy show about Louis' video? I mean, it's just funny. But, like, the thing is, I don't know how Tere- – how- Joe and Melissa like put up with Teresa and her insane double standards so like I understand you're not always going to say the right thing I don't know was that the right thing to say about your sister I don't know but at the end of the day you know what's so funny is Teresa's not Teresa's so like obsessed with herself she's not even mad at Joe like on Watch What Happens Live the kids are mad at Joe but she was like well Joe was defending me you know family over everything like she like is so obsessed with like you have to defend me family 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 she doesn't even care that her kids are mad at their uncle like she actually doesn't give a shit yeah I mean it's a hard spot to be in for Teresa not that I think she's handling it well I don't know what else she could do but like Joe Gorga isn't wrong in his assessment of Joe Giudice but that is his niece's father father. so like to say those things on television is really harmful but we're also remember that episode Jackie what episode 
where he said it, like they were at, I think they were at the Jersey Shore. They were at yeah. Dolores' house. Like Teresa was being so unreasonable. Like how any human being couldn't erupt. Like, I'm sorry, I totally understand. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it, it, it's unfortunate that like that's it's on the show and, and now they have to live through it and this like feud is public. But that's the truth. What he said was the truth. And like when you push it, like if you want to keep bringing it up and you want to push it, he's just going to, you know, spew that so it's it's an unfortunate situation I think um because Very. the girls are so upset about it but he wasn't lying so no yeah and yeah um but yeah I thought it was a good episode I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the season it should be good yes me too I I'm I'm into it I'm I miss the ladies me too. Um, and that's our show. Anything else you want to talk about before we head out? Oh, I did finish Drag Race. I just want to say, like, Cornbread is great. I know I threw my support behind her. But, like, I think that Angeria might be one of the best queens who's ever graced the stage. That's all I'll say. And she definitely could win. Willow Pill, too. Okay. But say it with caution because you don't want to, you know, do your classic jigs. Curse. Yeah. I know. Totally. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday here on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. Jackie, make sure to tell everyone that you love them because people were really distraught that you didn't do it yesterday. Love you guys. Bye.